Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Now, today is Friday, and that means one thing. It is time for the rules of language learning. Now, as you know, on the podcast, I like to answer your questions. It's my favorite thing to do, but I also think it's important to talk about the lessons that I've learned and to give you my personal take on the questions that I think really matter in language learning. Perspectives and ideas that might not be immediately obvious, but I think are really the most important things of all. And so this is where I offer you the rules of language learning. It's all the most important lessons that I've learned over the years distilled into simple rules for you to follow every Friday. Now, these rules are also available as video, uh, so recorded in my studio, and also as blog posts in case you like reading, so you can do that. To find these blog posts and video versions of the rules, simply go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click through to the language blog page and you'll find all the most recent rules there. And if you want to find some of the older ones, you can type in troll into the search bar. Troll, of course, standing for the rules of language learning. So it's nice and easy to remember. Before we get into today's rule, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. They are, of course, italki. And italki is a place where you can get speaking practice for the language that you're learning. So if you think that speaking your language a little bit more would be helpful, and it always is, then italki is the best place to connect with native speaker teachers and choosers who can help you get that all-important speaking practice. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson and follow the instructions from there. I'll be back answering your questions as usual next week. But for now, please enjoy today's rule of language learning. Good morning, everybody. It's Ollie Richards back again with another rule of language learning. And this topic, well, it's a biggie. So it's coming in two parts and it begins with one of the most common quips you'll hear about language learning when talking to the man on the street. The best way to learn a language? Well, get yourself a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They can teach you. And they certainly can. The number of times over the years that I've seen people master a new language in incredibly short order after coincidentally hooking up with a significant other, there is no doubt that romance can be one of the best ways to learn a new language. It's also one of those language learning secrets that many of my polyglot friends have relied on heavily in the past whether or not they admit it publicly. I may also not be entirely innocent in this regard either, but that is most definitely a story for another day. But a story that I might consider talking about if I get enough likes on this video. So let's see how many likes this video gets and then I might consider spilling the beans in a future video. That's a hint by the way. Hit the like button on this video before we go any further. Anyway, it doesn't take a genius to figure out why romantic relationships can help you fast-track your language learning so much. The reasons are many, but perhaps most obviously, you suddenly have someone who will talk to you all day long. There's no longer any need to go out and twist the arm of random strangers, waiters, unsuspecting members of the public to talk to you for 60 seconds. You now have, you have language learning practice on tap. You can practice speaking. You can, well, you most definitely need to practice listening. You're also suddenly much more invested in your conversations. And it's that emotional involvement and real desire to communicate that helps you push your level northward. 
And this is a great example also of the principle of directness that I discussed in my recent conversation with Scott Young. Anyway, so getting a boyfriend, or girlfriend, husband, wife who speaks the target language is obviously helpful. I think we all knew that. Hardly breaking news. But here is where it gets interesting because although we know that this can be insanely successful as a language learning technique, there's also a bit of a case of survivorship bias going on here. Survivorship bias is when you look at the most successful cases and then reason that this must be true for everybody. So let me ask you this. Do you know anyone who has ever been in a relationship with someone who speaks another language, but they actually find it really hard to get them to speak that language with them and they end up speaking English all the time? Maybe you've even experienced that yourself. I know I have. In fact, in a recent poll in my Facebook community, 70% of people said that they've had this direct experience themselves, 70%. And I don't know about you, but for me, being with someone really wanting to learn the language, going, going to go out of your way to learn the language and putting your heart and soul on the line only to have them insist on speaking English all the time. I, mean, I can't think of many things more frustrating and frankly infuriating than this. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a very tricky situation. It almost pits your passion to learn the language against your love for your partner. And what happens when you're deeply committed to both? It's not easy. Now, having talked to so many people over the years who have found themselves with this conundrum, I've come to quite a clear position on what to do about this. And it's a position that has helped me work through this psychologically in my own life quite a few times. And the position is this. Keep your language learning outside the home. Look, language learning is hard enough. You already have tons to learn. You already know you have to work at it consistently and you know you have to keep it up for a long period of time. So in my view, you can't afford to let difficult emotions get in the way or, or, or the emotional turmoil will derail you. If you really want to learn the language, then you've got, you've got to be in control of the journey. You can't let your will to study, to speak, to work at the language be beholden to the ups and downs of a linguistic power struggle within a relationship. It's already hard enough. Think of it like this. You really want to do the right thing by your partner, by learning their language. And that's great. Good on you, I say. But the right way to go about this is to go out and approach the task independently, just as you would have to if you had never met your partner in the first place and, and you were doing all of it by yourself. Now, I know how badly you want to be able to speak your partner's language with them, I know, but the best way to go about that is to go out by yourself and learn the language like everybody else does by studying independently and seeking out your own speaking practice opportunities and then coming back when your skills are so good that it's easy for you and your partner to speak in their, it's easier to speak in their language than it is in English because at that point it'll be the most natural thing in the world to do. And guess what? he or she will respect you so much more for having done that for them. That, I think, is not only the best way to approach the situation, but also the quickest and least painful. But what's more, above all, I think it's the most respectful way to do it. Look, think of it from your partner's perspective. While you may be equally fascinated by them and their language, chances are they're only interested in you. They couldn't care less about the language side of things. So it's really not fair for you to make your partner into your language teacher or your language practice object. How do you think they feel when they get home from work in the evening? They're looking forward to seeing you. 
to spending time together and chatting, and then you proceed to force them to sit there and smile while you get your speaking practice, and then ask them to repeat five times when you don't understand their reply. It's not a very happy existence, and I dare say it's not particularly healthy for the relationship either. Not good at all. But I think people have a bit of a blind spot over this. They think, well, why can't they just help me with the language? I mean, I'm trying really hard over here. And I've been there. I understand those feelings. But at the end of the day, the solution is not to just keep up the pressure on your partner, like a negotiation. It's not fair. The solution is to take a deep breath, recognize that you shouldn't be seeing your partner as a shortcut, and instead to go out there and fulfill your language ambitions under your own steam. Now, far be it from me to give relationship advice, but I, I dare say that you'll feel happier and have an easier time of things at home when you stop making language learning the elephant in the room. Now, I know this is a very difficult topic and it's not over because I will be back with part two of this in the next video. But I want to hear from you. Leave me a comment below. Has language and love always been plain sailing for you? Or have you also had to grapple with the difficult and complex and emotional issues that I've been talking about here? If you have a friend or a loved one who's struggling in a multilingual relationship as well, you might like to share this video with them for a little bit of solidarity. But until next time, just remember, keep your language learning well and truly outside the home. Thanks for checking out the video. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it and you'd like me to continue this series of the rules of language learning, then you can let me know by liking this video. Also, if you'd like to be notified when I upload new videos every week, then you can subscribe to the channel using the big red button below and the videos will pop right up in your news feed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things. So whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash tips. That's iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.